Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim Cradle of Hope Blog Talk Radio, and it is September, yes, September the 19th, and 2023, and it's Teacher's Tuesday. Yes, it is Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is, as I said, Teacher's Tuesday. I have a few announcements, though, I want to make. First of all, I hope all of you had an awesome, awesome Rosh Hashanah, an awesome New Year. I know we did. We thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'll tell you what. God is good. He is so good. We are right now in the, in the, the 10 days of all where we are preparing for Monday. This coming Monday is Yom Kippur. Yes, we are preparing for the Day of Atonement. Yes, we are. So Yom Kippur, as I just said, starts on September the 25th. Uh, Prophet Mark will be having a service on Sunday night, the 24th at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. That will be available on our our uh, YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. We also have Sukkot coming up. That begins, excuse me, excuse me, that begins at sundown, September the 29th, and it goes from the 30th through the 6th of October, 30th of September through the 6th of October. We will have a service for that Sukkot service. will be held at 7 p.m. Central Time. And again, that will be available on our YouTube channel. And so we're excited about that. We are excited about Sukkot. I'm telling you, we are going to have an awesome, awesome Sukkot this year. Yes, we are. Well, 
Today I'm going to begin the teaching on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. You know, this is, this is an awesome, awesome time, Yom Kippur. It is, it is a fast day. And even in the New Testament, it was referred to as a fast day. So turn with me to Acts chapter 27, because I want you to see this in the New Testament. This is not just something that was just Old Testament. Okay, this is New Testament. Acts 27, verse 9. Now, when the time was spent and sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past. Paul admonished them. The fast had already passed. The season of the fast, the Yom Kippur had already passed, and it was a dangerous time for them to be sailing. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Yom Kippur is a 24-hour fast. No food, and yes, you can have drink. It's customary to wear white, customary not to wear leather, uh, customary to have to mix it, to, to uh, have immersion. Uh, during the service, we'll recite God's name ten times. Read the, the Ten Commandments is customary, and your name, the book of prosperity and blessings for the coming year. Your name will be written and sealed during that time. Yeshua in Hebrews 8, 1 through 13. Yeshua will perform as our high priest on this day in the future. Now, of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesties in heaven. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. It's not something that God, that man built. This is God. God did this. It's something that was that is done spiritually. Every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Who serve unto an example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God, that he was about to make the tabernacle for? See, saith he, that thou shalt make all these things according to the pattern shown to thee in the mount. So the tabernacle that Moses built was a shadow. It was, it was made after the blueprint of God's. From heaven. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And now hath he obtained more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them from the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said the Lord. 
For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds. I will write it in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they will be to me a people. Well, Sister Donna, if, if it's a new covenant, then why do we need to keep you on Kippur? We're going to read the scripture, and you'll find out that in just a minute. The new covenant wasn't to undo the old covenant. It was to make it better. Because now we don't have to depend on the priests. It's written in our hearts. It's in our minds. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith the new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which is decayeth and waxed old is ready to vanish away. Yon Kippur. This day was considered the last day of repentance. It was the last day of the awesome days. Now we know that with Yeshua, we repent every day and we teach you to repent every day. You spend the day worshiping the Lord. We light the candles. It's the holiest day of the Jewish year. God forgave Israel for worshiping the golden calf today. This is the only day that we kneel before God as his name is pronounced. Moses came down from Mount Sinai for the third time. Then returning, those returning from the 70 years of captivity in Babylon fasted. Yeshua was baptized by John the Baptist. On this day, shofar is sounded. This day is a Sabbath, a solemn rest. This day, Ezekiel was shown the temple like a city that was built in the future. Ten days of all end with immersion and God's name being recited ten times. The Ten Commandments are recalled by the people or to the people. Yom Kippur is probably the most important holiday of the Jewish year. Many Jews who do not observe any other custom will refrain from work and fast and attend synagogue service on this day. Kind of sounds like the Christians who only go to church on Christmas and Easter, doesn't it? Yom Kippur occurs on the 10th day of Tishri, and the holiday was instituted in Leviticus 23. We're going to start in verse 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It will be a holy convocation unto you. You shall afflict your souls. After an offering made by fire unto the Lord, you shall do no work on this same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whatsoever soul it is that shall not be afflicted in this day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever shall be that doth any work in that same day, the same soul shall be destroyed from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. A statute forever. Even though God set in place a new covenant, This is a statue forever that we are to do. 
Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It is the central holy day of the fall feast, solemn day. It was instituted in Leviticus chapter 16. In chapter 16, verse 1 through 34, Moses was instructing how they were going to participate in this day. They had a lot to go through, and we don't have to do all that. If you didn't dress right, you died. If you didn't offer the sin right, the sin offering right, you died. But Yeshua said it is finished. The sin offering is not going to be repeated. The veil was rent, ending the temple, a transition. Yeshua's blood became everything. In the first 34 verses, we can enter in daily to the Holy of Holies a number of times a day. We have what only Aaron had the ability to do once. We can do what the high holy priest could do. And we don't think about it enough to get it done. You can come into God's presence daily. Daily. But we take it for granted. We take it for granted and we don't do it. Leviticus 16, verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron. Now they died because they had offered before the Lord strange incense. And the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, Speak to Aaron, thy brother, that he come not at all at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. Appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Then shall Aaron come into the holy place. So the only time that Aaron was allowed to come into God's presence, into the Holy of Holies, was when God showed up there with the cloud. See what a privilege we have? Aaron shall come to the holy place with a young bullet for a sin offering, a ram for a burnt offering. He will put on holy linen coat, and he will have the linen breeches upon his flesh, and shall be girded with the linen girder, and with the linen mitre shall he be attired. These are holy garments, therefore shall he wash his flesh with water, and so put them on. So he had to wear a certain things. He shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of a goat for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer... His burnt bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and his house. He will take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Aaron will cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. 
And Aaron bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and will kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is made for himself. And he shall take a censer full of burning clothes of fire off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the veil. And he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he die not. And he shall take of the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his fingers upon the mercy seat eastward. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle the blood of his fingers seven times. So now then, not only did he have to make sure that he had a sacrifice for his sins, make sure he was dressed properly, make sure he didn't go in there unless the cloud was there. But now he even had specific instructions about how he applied the blood to the mercy seat. And how many times? Don't lose count, Aaron. And then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do with the blood that he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And so he shall do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanliness. And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make atonement for the holy place until he come out and hath made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. He shall go out into the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it and shall take the blood of the bullock and the blood of the goat and put it upon the horns of the altar round about. He will sprinkle the blood upon it with his finger seven times, cleanse and Cleanse it and hallow it from the uncleanliness of the children of Israel. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place, the tabernacle of the congregation, the altar, he shall bring the live goat. And Aaron shall lay hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel. See, we have to confess our sins. And all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat, and send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all the iniquities of the land, not inhabited, and he shall let go of the goat in the wilderness. And Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall put off the linen clothes, which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there, and he shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place, put on his garments, and come forth and offer his burnt offering, burnt offering of the people, and make an atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering shall he burn upon the altar, and he will let go the goat, for the scapegoat shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterwards come into the camp. And the bullock for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering, brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall one carry forth without the camp, and they shall burn in the fire of their skins and their flesh and their dung. And he that burneth them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterwards he will come into the camp. 
And this shall be a statute forever unto you, that in the seventh month and the tenth day of the month you shall afflict your souls and do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth among you. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you and cleanse you, that you may be clean of all your sins before the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and you will afflict your souls by a statute forever. And the priest whom he shall anoint and he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office in his father's stead, shall make the atonement, and shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. And he shall make an atonement for the sanctuary. He will make an atonement for the tabernacle, the congregation, and the altar. And he will make an atonement for the priest and all the people of the congregation. This shall be an everlasting statute unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel and all their sins. Once a year, and he did as the Lord commanded Moses. Numbers 29.7 And you shall have on the tenth day of this month a holy convocation, that's a meeting. And you shall afflict your souls and you shall not do any work therein. The people had to prepare for young Kippur. It was a day of national cleansing and repentance. It was also known to the Jews is the day of judgment. Each jubilee year, release of the captives started on Yom Kippur. Isaiah 61, 1-3 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of prisons to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable years of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Now I said that Yeshua took care of all of this that the priest had to do. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. 16 through 22. And Yeshua came to Nazareth. And when he brought where he was, that he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. It was his custom to go to the synagogue on Shabbat. And there was delivered to him a book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the full poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it back again to the minister. And he sat down. The eyes of all them that were in the synagogue was fastened on him. Do you know why? Because he read that with the anointing and the authority of God. 
didn't just read the words. He read it with the anointing that said, I, I have the Spirit of the Lord upon me. I have been sent to set the captives free. I have been sent to preach the gospel to the poor. To preach deliverance to the captives. To heal the brokenhearted. To recover sight to the blind. To set at liberty those that are bruised. He said, that is why I'm here. And he read it with the anointing and the authority and all the eyes were fastened on him. They'd never heard it read in that way. Now you've got to remember, this is his hometown. And he began to say to them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. This day is fulfilled in your ears that I have the Spirit of God upon me. And all that bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. And they all said, is this not Joseph's son? Who does he think he is? He's a carpenter's boy. And he was the son of God. And he came to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 16 makes it clear that God set up a day of atonement to protect his people from coming into his holy presence in their sin and being destroyed as Aaron's two sons had been. You would notice all the cleansing that the high priest had to go through to be able to enter God's presence. It is said the Jews were in such awe at this occasion that the priest went in with a rope around his waist so they could pull him out if he was struck down. There were several animals offerings to deal with the sin of the priest, his family, the people. The high priest had to wash and put on sacred garments. Even then, he could not go before the atonement cover without fulfilling the place with incense and smoke to obscure the atonement cover, that he would not die. He went in with a rope tied on one ankle so he could be dragged back out in case his preparation proved incomplete and he was struck down. Then one of the goats, the two goats, was selected by Lot and sacrificed for a sin offering. The priest had to take the blood of the sin offering behind the curtain to sprinkle it over the atonement cover to make atonement before the uncleanliness and the rebellion of the Israelites. How many of us have been unclean? How many of us have been rebellious? Scripture says rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. What are you rebelling about today? What are you refusing to do in rebellion against God? This is witchcraft. The second goat became the scapegoat. 
The priest was to lay both hands on the goat's head and confess over all the wickedness and the rebellion of the people. It was then taken out into the desert and released, carrying all the sins of the people. Notice, none of the animals sacrificed on the Day of Atonement was a lamb. Yeshua's sacrifice is the Passover lamb, although he was made an atonement for us. Yom Kippur is the only time of year that we bend our knee to worship the Lord. Isaiah 45, 22-24. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the world, earth. For I am God, and there is none else. Isaiah 45, 22-24. I am Born by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee will bow and every tongue will swear. Surely shall one say in the Lord, I have righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. God set this day of atonement up. Not just for the Jews. He set it up for all who live on the earth. Romans chapter 14. Verse 5 through 12. Romans 14, 5 through 12. One man esteem one day above another. Another esteem every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, he that giveth God thanks. He that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no man dies to himself. But whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. We can all decide in our mind whether we want to keep Yon Kipper or not, whether we want to fast or not. But we belong to God. God will deal with you. For this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the living and the dead. But why dost thou judge thy brother, and why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account to himself, of himself, to God. You will stand before God on that young Kipper day and give account. We all will. We all will. Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 12. 
If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that you may be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one of mind. Again, these 10 days are for us to get in one accord with one another. Let nothing be done with strife and vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem the other better than himself. You know, if you consider other people better than you, instead of you better than them, that would solve a lot of this. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Yeshua submitted to the plan of God. Can you submit to God's plan for you? Or are you in rebellion against his plan for you? has a plan for each of us. We were predestined from the foundation of the world with a plan. God had a plan for you. Will you submit to his plan for your life or are you in rebellion? Because you want to do it your way. Wherefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. That at the name of Yeshua, every knee will bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. I mean, everything is going to bow to him. That every tongue will confess that Yeshua the Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There are people down here on earth today claim that they don't believe in God. They're, they're, they, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in what the word has to say. Well, the day will come when they will bow their knee and they will confess that, yes, he is God. Let me tell you something. When that day comes, I want to hear good and faithful servant. Not, why did you fail to, 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 to do what I destinated you to do? Why did you fail to do your destiny? Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation in fear with trembling, even though we don't see the Father, even though we're not in the presence of the Son, in the physical. But in the spiritual, we are. I always told my children as they were growing up, I may not see everything you do. I may not know whether you were obedient or not. 
But God sees and God knows. And every once in a while, he'll tattle on you. Luke chapter 3, 21 and 22. As I said, it's customary to mitzvah. Mitzvah brings us a spiritual cleansing. 21, Luke 3. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Yeshua was also baptized. He went to that mitzvah. And praying, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son. In thee, I am well pleased. Spiritual cleansing when you mitzvah. Yom Kippur was established in Leviticus 23, 23 through 32. Now, we already read 23 through 31. But I want to read verse 32. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. You will afflict your souls. Fasting. And on the ninth day of the month of evening, from evening unto evening, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. That is where God set up that the day began in the evening at sundown. Turn with me to Deuteronomy. Chapter 30, 1 through 11. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee. Thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations whither the Lord God has driven thee. And shall return unto the Lord thy God and shall obey his voice according to all I have commanded thee this day. And thou and thy children and all with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord God has scattered thee. Ephraim, come home. If any of thine be driven into the outermost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. The Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. What is living? Living is serving God. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thy enemies, and on them that hate thee, which persecute thee. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord, and do all his commandments that I command thee this day. 
And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thy hand. And in the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou wilt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To keep his commandments, his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. If thou wilt turn unto the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it's not hidden from me. Neither is it far off. You see, it's not far away. It's in your lap. You've got your Bible on your lap. Do you understand the privilege that we have in this day and age? In Yeshua's day, you had to go to the synagogue or the, to the temple to be able to see the scroll. And you know what? You were only allowed to open up and read from it, and you had to return it back. You couldn't take it home and study it. As I grew up, we had, we had Bibles. And now, now you have an app on your phone. You have an app on your computer. And if you don't have that, you can Google it. We have it near us. It's not far away. It's, it's within our reach, our ability. Too much is given. Much is required. You can't use the excuse, well, God, I didn't know. Because it's there. It's near you. It's not far away. Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 42. You ought to read all of 31 through 49. We're just going to read. Forty. We're starting 41. 40. Let us search and try our ways. And turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts with our hands unto God in the heavens. We have transgressed and have rebelled. Thou hast not pardoned. Thou hast covered with anger and persecuted us. Thou hast slain. Thou hast not pitied. Thou hast covered thyself with a cloud that our prayer should not pass. Thou hast made us as the altar scaring and refused in the midst of the people. All of our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Fear and a snare has come upon us. Desolation and destruction. Do you understand when we don't keep the statutes, things don't go real well. Fear and a snare is upon us. Desolation and destruction. Judgment of God. This world is seeing and witnessing the judgment of God over and over again. Mine eye runneth down like rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eye trickled down and ceaseth not without any intermission. Why 
We're all in rebellion and transgressed the law. We didn't even know it. I didn't know. I wasn't taught to keep Shabbat. I wasn't taught to keep Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Passover. No, I was taught to keep Christmas and Easter and the pagan holidays. I went to church. I was saved. I loved the Lord. But I had transgressed. And God couldn't allow. Even though I read the promises that his blessings would overtake me, he couldn't allow it to because because I was in rebellion against his law. But once I got lined up, the blessings began to flow. Hosea chapter 3, 1 through 5. Like God, here, married a harlot. We've done that. But there's hope. Once you identify your sin, you can be forgiven. If you don't identify it, you're not forgiven of it. You've got to daily confess your sins, known and unknown. And then you've got to ask God to reveal to you your unknown sins. Do you know why? Because you're going to keep doing them if you don't know their sins. You see, I didn't know not keeping Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown was, was, was sin. I thought Sunday Sabbath was, was, was what I was, I thought that was right because that's what I was taught and you're a product. You are a product of your environment you're a product of your church. You're a product of what you're taught. But I was in rebellion. Verse 1, Hosea 3. Then the Lord God, then the Lord said to me, Go yet, love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look at other gods and love flagons of wine. So I brought her to me, bought her to me for 15 pieces of silver, for a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. And I said to her, Thou shalt abide with me many days, and thou shalt not play the harlot, and thou shalt not be for another man, so will I also be for thee. So, so God had this prophet to marry a harlot, a prostitute, a whore. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king and without a prince and without a sacrifice and without an image and without an ephod and without a, a teraphim. Afterwards shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. In the latter days, in the latter days, we played the harlot and we didn't know it. The name Yom Kippur means Day of Atonement. It is a day set aside to afflict your soul and atone for the sins of the past year. 
And during the days of all, the book in which God inscribed all of our names, on Yom Kippur, the judgment is entered into these books and is sealed. This day is especially your last appeal, your last chance for judgment and the demonstration of your repentance to make amends. Now, we know that we can pray every day. But that book of prosperity for the year, that book is real. I'll tell you how I know it's real. I grew up knowing that the Jewish people were the richest people of the earth. You know why? Because they keep Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And their names are sealed. They didn't even have Yeshua. I had Yeshua. But yet I was scratching out a living. Living paycheck by paycheck. Not having enough. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. Rosh Hashanah. Not for the sin against another person. The ten days of all that we're in right now is the time for you to get lined up with other people. You need to have it done before John Kippel. Yom Kippur is a complete Sabbath. No work is to be done. You're supposed to refrain from eating. It's a fast. It's a 25-hour fast beginning at sunset on the evening before and ending after nightfall on the day of Yom Kippur. Customary, as I said, to wear leather or not to wear leather shoes. Not to gauge in sexual relations. Now, for those of you who are under 12, for those of you who are women who are expecting, we don't recommend the fast. You have. Prophet didn't Prophet didn't let kids fast until they were twelve. Shikarabaha. Those of you who have medication that you need to take, take your medication, eat something, and then re declare the fast. How do you declare a fast? Turn with me to Matthew. Chapter 6, verse 17. If you haven't got this highlighted in your Bible, you probably need to. Matthew 6, I'm going to start in verse 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Uh-oh. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites, of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces and they may appear to men to fast. Literally, I say to you, they have a reward. You know what the reward is? Oh, you're fasting. Oh, wow. You, you must be really religious. 
Verse 17. But when thou fastest, anoint your head, wash your face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy God, which is in secret, and thy Father, which is in secret, will reward thee openly. So you need to declare the fast. Take some anointing oil. Put it on your forehead. Wash your face. Declare the fast. Ask the forgiveness of your sins, known and unknown. It's customary to wear white, which is a symbolic of purity. Isaiah 1.18. Isaiah 1.18, come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. For your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they will be as wool. Jews say that on Yom Kippur, you're an angel for a day. Angels don't eat. Angels don't have sexual relations. It's a day of purity. On Yom Kippur, we restore our priorities to what really counts in life. What really counts in life. After the golden calf incident, Moses pleaded with God to forgive the people. Finally, on Yom Kippur, atonement was achieved, and Moses brought the second set of tablets down from Mount Sinai. On Yom Kippur, the slate was made clean. Yom Kippur is the only day that God commanded to fast. Yom Kippur is a good time to pray forgiveness for unfulfilled promises to God and to each other. Let's pray. Ye kodi bishahala obishehe kurubahashe kalabaha kurubashe kalabaha kurabashe karabaha ishikurubohu makaha hidibohu makaha What promises have you made to God that you haven't fulfilled? Ye What is it that you're in rebellion against God that you are refusing to do? 
Maybe you're saying, well, Sister Donna, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, these 10 days of all is the time for you get before the God, God and ask him. Father, I come before you right now. I lift up everyone who's listening. I pray, Father, they'll get honest with themselves. They'll get honest with you. And they will seek you to get themselves right with one another and with you, Father. And, Father, I just lift them up to you right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Yeshua's precious name. Now, there's somebody, you've got something going on physically. It's something in, there's something in your neck. Why don't you put your hand there? Anyone else have anything going on physically? Put your hand there. In the name of Yeshua. I speak healing. I speak healing. They're healed from the top of their head to the tip of their toe. You shake a high. Yeshua's precious name. Amen. And amen. I want to thank you for tuning in today. And I want to encourage you that with God, all things are possible. Sure. Thank you.